business really is just math. And one of the mantras that I teach all of my clients and everyone around me is business is math and math is easy. So business is easy. And I think we overcomplicate everything that we're doing and we really lose sight of our goals and our intentions. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be, and I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. I am so excited to have you today, Lindsay. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on this episode today. I want to back up and just kind of say I have been supported by you and your company for quite a few years now. And I am at the point now where I'm like, I don't know how I ever did it without you. (laughs) And I'm sure you probably hear that a lot. So maybe we can just kind of start with that preface and you can tell us a little bit more about who you are and what your company does. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. I'm so excited about this. And it has been, honestly, our pleasure to serve and support you. My name is Lindsay Ardmore, and I help female entrepreneurs automate their sales machines and ditch the feast or famine and get really confident around what's going on in the back end of their business and their tech. That's yeah. yeah, I love it. Let's kind of begin with like, what is automation? Because you're so deep, deep, deep into it. And like, you you know, you can get as complex as we need to with like your company and all that you do to support people. But for somebody that maybe, you know, let's say myself as an example, five years ago or more, automation was like this concept that was like, well, that sounds cool, but that's not possible for me. And I would tell myself this story of, my clients need and deserve and appreciate this boutique experience where everything has this personal touch, everything is high touch, and basically excusing my behavior of working crazy hours and having no boundaries with my life. That's really what was happening. That's really on a you know mindset level, that's what was going on is that I didn't believe I was worth having success without working that hard for it. So maybe we can kind of begin the conversation there with somebody that maybe comes in and they're like, automation, cool, that sounds great. Sure, I love an automated business. Where do you begin and how do you begin kind of understanding how that can actually serve your clients or does it? Does it serve your clients better than that kind of high touch, like custom email responses for every little thing approach? Mm, Oh, that is like such a good, that is such a good question. And there's two types of people I think in the world, people that are like, I can't automate because I'm very boutique and I'm very unique. 
and every person is unique and I need to give them that gorgeous hands-on, like I need to basically baby them and like rub their feet for them, right? And then there's the people that are like, I want to completely automate my business. I don't want to talk to anybody ever. And I want to just make money on autopilot, right? And I think both of those people have a lot of learning to do about what automation actually is and how Mm. it can support them and help them accentuate the amazing things of their business and keep them doing the things that they love to be doing and want to be doing both in and out of their business. So there's a couple of places that I always tell people to start. And the number one thing, literally the number one thing that most female entrepreneurs don't do is they don't follow up, Mm -hmm. right? So they work so hard. They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're cultivating Facebook groups and Clubhouse and they're doing all of these things. But they're literally saying, hi, new baby lead. Awesome. Welcome prospect. Let me talk to you. And as soon as that person doesn't take the next step or has a little bit of like, oh, I kind of want to, you know, you know, like I want to think about it or whatever, they drop them on their head. Mm-hmm. And that whole process is really heartbreaking, honestly, because I hear all the time, I'm sure you hear this all the time too from your clients. I just need more leads. Like if I just had more people that were interested, if I just had more booking inquiries, if I just had more yes. prospects, if I just had people like reaching out to me or DMing me, life would be different. And the reality is, is life is never going to be different unless you get really serious about automating your follow-up and getting really specific and hardcore about what it is that you are willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I'm not willing to do is I'm not willing to chase people. You know, I want them to have a gorgeous experience, but I don't feel like I need to be the one to actually give them that gorgeous experience. Does that make sense? Totally. Can you give an example of what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. So for example... When you have somebody just keeping on the same vein as prospects, right? When you have somebody reach out to book a session with you, right? Or they DM you, right? Nine times out of 10, those people are probably just interested, right? They're maybe not willing to like pull the trigger or they're not quite ready, right? Or it's a little bit further down the road. So what ends up happening is you forget that person. Whereas instead, you could be entering them into some gorgeous welcome sequence, inviting them to learn a little about you, your style, what it is that you do, how you can serve them, and really loving on them without actually having to do that yourself. And I call that a welcome sequence. There's people that call it all sorts of things. But that right there is the most critical aspect of automation that 99% of people don't do. Yeah, I want to get really specific and kind of get to a foundational level of that. When we say welcome sequence, I know that years ago, I didn't even know what that was. Like that was already kind of over my head. So just to let, let's like dive in even deeper with this. So from a photography standpoint, another way that I would say that is touch points, like the amount of touch points that you have, the amount of connections, the connection points that you have with somebody when you're building out that potential, like you're taking a lead, somebody inquires on your website, let's say they fill out a form to the point of they're either going to book or not book, right? That's kind of like the pivotal moment, like the decision moment. When they go through that journey, the amount of touch points that you have, it just by increasing those touch points, and that's what Lindsay's talking about here, like that welcome sequence. For the welcome sequence, it's completely automated and it's an email sequence that's happening where it's delivering out emails, checking in, touching base with them, kind of making sure that you're not having to manually do it. You could also manually do it. You could have like a system that would remind you to send that custom email and have a template. There's a million ways you can do it. But just by increasing those touch points, you could take, let's say you had 100 leads a year that were coming in from all 
all of the efforts that you're doing with Instagram or Pinterest or Google or SEO, whatever it is that you're doing to bring in your clients. If you have 100 people going through that, if you increase those touch points or you add in a welcome sequence, Lindsay, what's possible? Let's say that originally you're booking mm, 10 to 20 weddings a year off of that's 100. What do you think is possible? What have you seen be possible for people just by adding in a welcome sequence or adding in more touch points that feel really customized to that experience? Oh my goodness. I love this. I love that it's so granular too because, okay, the reality is 95% of people buy or book between the seventh and the 12th contact with you. Seventh Mm -hmm. and the 12th touch point, okay? So whether we're expanding that touch point with emails, like you said, or text or however, Instagram, it doesn't really matter. But those touch points are what's so vital. And the reality is, is that people don't get past usually like three. If you're relying on yourself, girl, I love you. I love myself too. There's no way I'm getting past three. Like I'm just not (laughs) doing it, right? Yep. So that expands out those touch points. Between seven and 12 touch points is what you need for someone to make a decision. 95% Mm -hmm. of people... So if you were booking 20 people, and that's 5%, imagine what you could do by adding another 10, 15, 20% of people just by keeping yourself top of mind and having them fall in love with you without you actually having to do anything more than what you're already doing. It's actually mind boggling if you sit down and think of the math behind that and how your conversion can drastically increase without you doing an ounce more of work. It's mm-hmm. wild to think about that. It totally is. I love this stuff so much and I get so excited about it because I'm like, yes, you get it. It took me so many years of doing everything manually in my business before I started to realize what was possible. And for me, that turning point came with having my daughter. All of a sudden, I had this new little baby in front of me who needed all of my time and attention and love and care to survive. And previous to that, I had given my business that same amount of energy and time and attention. And so all of a sudden, I was faced with this like, dilemma of like, what, do, how, how is it even possible for me to move my business forward and still have time for my baby? Because that's where my heart is. You know, I, I loved my job still, but I wanted to be with my little one. And so it, it kind of blew my mind. And it, that's where I think I met you is somewhere along that next season of like, okay, there's got to be a different way of doing this. There's got to be something else. I see most of the people come through my program, I see them with three touch points, like two to three, just like you just said, where it's like, if they're lucky, maybe somebody referred this, you know, couple to them. And so they've got one touch point there, they've got one kind of point of contact, like a referral, and then they get on the website and they inquire and then maybe they email back a pricing guide. And then that's it. And then if they don't book, they don't book and they just kind of like let it go. And I'm like, there's so much more and you don't have to be pushy with it. It doesn't have to be no. this aggressive salesy thing. It's literally just building the relationship. It's honestly, I think especially with photographers and like the visual aspect of what you guys do, there's nothing that needs to be pushy about it, mm-hmm. right? Your work speaks for itself. And so if you can increase your touch points and you can welcome people and get them to like, no, trust you, through your work, right? And through just sharing what you were already sharing, but giving it to them in a different modality in a different way and and really getting them to see and keeping you top of mind. Specifically, people are busy and especially people that are inquiring about either family art or, um, you know, weddings or engagements. There's a lot of things going on in their lives. It's not that they're not interested, but they're dropping the ball because they're busy too. 
So giving your clients, that's a high-end experience. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you, when you drop somebody on their head and you never talk to them again after sending a pricing guide, that's bad business. Like, I mean, you're not proud of it, obviously, because you're doing it, right? But they're also, you know, they forget about it. It's not helpful to them. A gorgeous, high-end boutique experience via automation is way more powerful and way better client experience. I can remember like the first time I implemented some automation and the nervousness that came with it, because like I said, I'd had this narrative running in my head that my clients won't appreciate that. They'll actually find it rude or insensitive to have to deal with automation. (laughs) Fast forward to today, like even the clients that have gone through my whole booking system and, you know, we've had these like lots of getting to know you and, you know, getting to hear more about your wedding. And I feel like I'm really in touch with them. I now still will be like, hey, here's a link to my calendar. If you want to grab a time to, you know, to chat instead of like, hey, would Tuesday work? Would Wednesday work? What is your schedule like? And we have five emails back and forth. I'm just like, here's the link. Grab a time that works for you. If something doesn't work, let me know. I am continually blown away by their appreciation. Like it just goes to show that like you're saying, like it actually is a more incredible business experience for the client by having this automation because they appreciate it. They're like you said, they're short on time. They don't have time to sit around and email you back five times just to try to figure out a time that will work to hop on the phone call to talk about their timeline. You know, just being able to say, here's a link to my calendar. Here's some times I have available. If you don't see a time, even that simple little thing alone, I use Calendly for that. I know there's lots of others as well. But for anybody listening, we can link that in the show notes also. That's a simple, simple way you can kind of infuse some automation and simplify your life and your business so you can get back to doing what you love. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little rant about it too. But Lindsay, you mentioned uh, in that last little bit, and I've heard you talk about it before, that business is really just math. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I love math. Actually, I didn't like math in school. So I don't know why I say how much I love math now. I love subtraction and multiplication and addition of money. <laughs> yes. Um, specifically of money. But business really is just math. And one of the mantras that I teach all of my clients and everyone around me is business is math and math is easy. So business is easy. Mm. And I think we overcomplicate everything that we're doing and we really lose sight of our goals and our intentions because we're so busy running around like a chicken with our head cut off. And so math really, I do this thing and we call it math meditation. I do it every single day. And what I do is I literally sit there and do addition and subtraction, like just figuring it out along the way, trying to understand what I need to do and how I need to grow the business. So let me give you a little, I'll just give you a little rundown if that's okay. Yeah, please do. Okay. So I want you to figure out what your goal for the month is or the goal for the week or the goal for the day. It doesn't matter. It depends on how um, you grow your business. So I want you to write that number down. I want you to subtract everything that you've already got planned on coming in. So as a photographer, maybe you have like a payment due or a deposit you already planned on coming in, or you've already collected a couple deposits or a couple, you know, family art packages or whatever, right? So I want you to subtract that out. Then I want you to look at what your business is doing, right? So, okay, so here's my goal. Here's what I've got expected. This is the actual number I need to be focusing on, right? Then I want you to think about, okay, how many inquiries do I have out, right? Like what is realistic in this? Because sometimes we get really super unrealistic around our numbers. And I think math really like grounds us and makes us realize like, okay, this is possible, but it's going to be a push or 
oh my goodness, this isn't even like, this is nothing. I can do this tomorrow, right? And especially in a space where we are desperately, desperately trying to keep everything together, right? I'm sure with your photographers, especially going out on the location, doing things, being out and about, I think some of the biggest things that we really need to focus on is the simplicity of, okay, how many new clients do I need to book in order to make my goals, right? Or do I need to be selling something different? Or do I need to be creating enhancements to my program? The only way to figure that out is to actually look at the math in your business. Does that make sense, Elizabeth? (laughs) Totally. Yes. I was just thinking there's so many different areas that you can do. And I think one of the best practices that I've put into place and and that I help the people in my course, The Art of Booking, help them do is to sit down and actually begin tracking all of that data every week. Like, where are your leads coming from? How many hours are you putting energy into each of those sources? Because sometimes, you know, we can put hours and hours into a platform like Instagram, when actually none of our clients are coming from Instagram. (laughs) And so I think it's really important to be tracking that data too. And I think this is where you're heading with it is that when you have the math in front of you, you can then also begin to make some better business decisions about how you're spending your, your time and your energy too. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all, you probably even teach this. I think we've all heard this concept of automate, delegate, delete, right? And automate, delegate, delete is so much more than like, okay, let's automate the whole business and hire a VA and like not do anything I want to do anymore. That's a process that you can do every single day, right? And be really aware of every single day. If you're putting a lot of energy and time into Instagram, Instagram better be paying you back, right? And I think if you don't track, and you don't do math, and you don't understand where your numbers are coming from, you can waste a lot of time and a lot of energy and create a lot of heartache for yourself doing things that aren't making you money and not serving you in your business. So that's an opportunity for you to automate, delegate, or delete, right? And get really clear on what's your time value, right? Mm-hmm. And especially in the photography space where you do spend a lot of time on location and you do spend a lot of time in like the back room, you know, there's a lot that goes into this industry that you need to take into account with your time, you know? Gosh, it's so good. You had a class, I think, at some point over the last few years where you were actually like teaching how it was possible for you to grow your business financially working like it was almost like an experiment, if I remember right. Like, what if I only work a couple hours a week? Could I still grow my business? And I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember it being so good. Will you share a little more about that? Because I know, you know, you're kind of tapping on that time is a currency as well. And I think that our time is really precious. And, you know, like you're even hinting at the fact that it may have different weight in different seasons of life too. So could you share just a little bit more about all of that? I'm interrupting this episode briefly to invite you to join me for my digital at-home workshop to help you uncover limiting beliefs that hold you back from achieving your dreams. To access it, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs. Light a candle, grab a pen, get cozy, with the printable workbook and a 40-minute workshop that will help invite you to take a look at the ways that your subconscious beliefs might be hindering the goals you have in your business. Again, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs to get your free access today. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so that is like my favorite training I've ever done. Is it? Um, Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like how to make six figures working six hours per week. And it's not random. I work like six to eight hours per week right now. And it's my season of life. And it's 
what it has to be because I have two small kids. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially women. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the best and do the best. And we put a lot of quality pressure on our shoulders all the Mm -hmm. time. And instead of focusing on the things that matter and the things that are actually revenue generating activities, we focus on things like, let me fix this brand font, you know, like for over and over and over again, we're spinning our wheels. And so what I do is I teach women how to figure out what is actually a revenue generating activity, right? And you don't need a bunch of time to do this. You don't need to spend a bunch of time fixing brand fonts and colors and posting all over the place and doing all the things that aren't serving you. Because when you understand, like you teach your clients, when you understand what's making you money, what's a revenue generating activity, what's a source that's actually bringing you inquiries, and then on clients, right? What's your conversion rate, right? Then you can actually take your time down to the things that are actually functioning your business. And you will recognize that it does not take 40 hours a week to do that. Like I can guarantee you. And there's something, I don't know who says it. I don't follow this person, but I heard it sometime a long time ago. And I was like, this is amazing. Is it like the Parkinson's principle? It'll only take as oh, much time as you give it. Have you heard that? No, but I that's super fascinating. Yeah, yeah I can totally see that being true. Yeah, so it's. I think it's called, don't quote me on this, everybody. It's, I think it's called the Parkinson's <laughs> principle. And basically, it's a task will only take as long as you give yourself to do it. So if you were to say, okay, I can only work 10 hours this week, you need to figure out what's going to be the biggest return on investment for those 10 hours, automate, delegate, delete, right? Most of the time, the easiest thing to do is just delete everything that's not making you me. And block that into your calendar because it literally will only take you as long as as you give yourself to get to do it. Oh, that's so good. I can just like feel the freedom that could come with that of like giving yourself permission. I remember one year going, I'm just not going to blog anymore because I don't know that any of my clients really come from that or care about that. And so I just gave myself permission to not to just remove my blog completely for a while and just like to almost let it be an experiment. That's been something else that's been really fun for me is like, as I've kind of moved throughout my business journey, like allowing things to not have all this pressure of like, I have to get it perfect. I have to, everything has to have come with perfection. It has to be just right. Like maybe it could just be a fun experiment. You know, maybe I can look at that information that those numbers are giving me and say, Hmm, what if we try this and and just let it be a fun, playful thing instead of letting it be something that comes with so much pressure. I think that is so wonderful that you said that. I love the word experiment. I haven't used that. I love science too. Um, But I think I have to collect my thought for a second because as you're talking about that, one of the biggest things that I see is that we see what everybody else is doing especially when we're close communities and we're in a small niche or, you know, it's like everyone that you associate with as a wedding photographer, you see everything that they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't bring you joy or make you money or, you know, increase yourself in this world, then don't do it. Like, I hate blogging. I did the same thing. Like a couple years ago, I was like, this is D-U-M-B. This is not for me. And just to release all that was like releasing baggage. And some people Mm -hmm. might find that like so gratifying and healing and just an amazing experience for them. And I would say, do it, please do it. Do whatever is going to help you in one of those three areas because you will be a better person and a better business owner for it. But I literally just had this conversation about someone saying, I don't want to do Instagram anymore. Okay, you don't have to. You you actually get to make your own rules. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yes. I have a VA doing my blog post right now for me. This is the first time I'm sharing this publicly, but <laughs> um, it's but wonderful. Delegate. I, I know. And that's the thing where I'm like, even that, it feels like this fun experiment where I'm like, yeah, I'll pay her to do it for a while until like be my, you know, write even blog posts and, and gather the images. And I look over it and I approve everything. But even that, I'm like, let's try it for a season and let's track, you know, what's happening on Google Analytics. Are we getting more traffic and what kind of traffic are we getting? Is it bringing more profit to my business to do that? Or is that an expense that, you know, in six months I can be like, nah, we tried it. Didn't really work great. We're okay without it. Let's move that money towards, I don't know, more Pinterest marketing or more Instagram marketing or Facebook ads. Like let's be strategic with that. Again, time and money, both being a currency that we have access to in our business. And so, yeah, I don't know. I love this conversation and I I hope that it's really opening up some ideas for people of not just ideas of like how you can begin to get time back in your life by automating things, but also by allowing yourself to have permission to not feel the need to do everything, to have that pressure relieved of avoiding. I kind of hate the phrase imposter syndrome, but I also feel like that's what comes Mm -hmm. up for people is like, you feel like if you're not doing everything that they're doing, then you aren't making it in life you aren't worth anything totally yeah yeah it comes back to worthiness yeah yeah and especially in like in our spaces as women right and I imagine as creative women and just creatives in general that perfectionist piece just will like kill you Mm -hmm. you know and it really will stop you in your tracks and it will make you feel worse and worse and worse and will never let up and that's something that we all need to realize is that even in automation, perfection is is not even the goal, right? It's mm-hmm. like on the horizon, way far away. Our goal is just to take action because if you're taking action every single day, you can't help but create momentum in your business, you know? Yeah. And that momentum is what creates income and that momentum is what creates inquiries and that momentum is what creates happiness because things start to feel a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like riding a bike, you know, those first couple pushes, I'm just thinking about my little four year old learning to ride a bike, those first couple pushes are so hard, right? And that's, and that's when we're trying to gain momentum. But as soon as you're going, things get a little mm-hmm. bit e- more easier, and you get to be in the flow and yeah. you get to go down that hill in peace instead of like, furiously trying to work those little legs out. So I just really hope that everyone listening has taken away something of meaning from this conversation, because this is, this is like what's on my heart all the time. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I have another question for you kind of piggybacking off of that. One of the things I know people come to you looking for help with automation. So that could be a system like, Hey, I want to automate phone calls or, Hey, I have a sales funnel and I want to bring people through on that. And I have a process that I want to invite them through the, you know, the process of inquiring and booking, whatever that process might be. They come to you saying, I want help. I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know how to do this. And maybe I don't want to know how to do any of this. Maybe I don't even want to figure out what Calendly is or how to set that up. Like, how do I do this? And they would come to you for something. I know that you work with women in all different types of businesses all over the world. What are some common things that you see and that you observe that happen as they go through that process? Maybe it's like mindset shifts that need to happen or the ability to begin to release, like to get to that delete part of the equation that you're talking about. But what are some things that you see? Do you see any commonalities amongst the women that you work with? Oh my goodness. Self-doubt is the biggest thing that I see from every single woman, basically in my five years of business. Hmm. Um, 
I think it's really sad, actually, because they come and they want to do it. You know, like they want to see themselves. They want to see their business succeed. They're so desperate for that. But their self-doubt is what stops them a lot. And that that turns up like, I have clarity issues, right? My messaging's not quite on, so I can't do it. Or my branding's not quite right. Or, you know, I'm not quite sure who I'm serving. Or am I doing just weddings now? Or am I doing just engagements? Like they get this clarity excuse going. And it all just boils down to, you don't believe in what like your ability to do. And mm-hmm. so you're hiding behind excuses like that, which really stops them in their tracks. So one of the biggest shifts that I help people make is to realize they just got to let go. Right. And they've just got to realize that just take the step. Right. I don't care if you're going to pivot in two days, Elizabeth. Like we're going to, we're going to go down this path and this is the path we're going down. And when we pivot, we'll make the pivot. Like mm-hmm. shifting is not a bad thing. And I think, that probably goes back to like all sorts of patriarchal crap in our, in our <laughs> generational like yeah. experience here is that we often feel like we can't pivot and we can't change and we're stuck in this mold that mm-hmm. probably goes back to our grandparents working for 50 years at the factory, right? Totally. Um, but as entrepreneurs and as women, we're meant to flow and mm-hmm. we're meant to go where the tides are taking us. We're meant to go where the market is taking us. And if that means that you need to pivot, then the only way you're going to experience that is if you're actually walking down the path. When you're hiding behind the clarity excuse and you're hiding behind the, I'm not quite sure, my messaging, my branding, all of that nonsense, you can't actually experience what the market needs because you're only worrying about yourself. And that's a really sad place to be in because at that place, you'll never grow. And you'll see everybody else around you that you think, right? It's not actually the case, but you think everybody else around you is having success and experiencing all this and doing all these things but you're not because you're not actually moving you're just stationary Mm. gosh so good yeah what are some things that happen that begin to shift that for me I know some of the things that come to mind it's always like mindset you know it's it's kind of getting Mm -hmm. to the subconscious level of you can just say that or I could you know somebody listening maybe me even listening to you say that I can go okay yeah I do have some of that I need to work through some of that but then I my mind goes to like okay well how how do I work that out of my system how do I begin to change those generational behaviors and thought patterns that are so ingrained in my subconscious have you found any specific things for yourself or for any of the clients that you work with that has been really helpful oh man I have two answers to that question. One, I cannot help anybody with, but I am happy to refer anybody to this method. So there's a modality that I really love and have used for myself for a long time. I'll talk about that in a second. The big thing is just really getting, I think it's funny, I say clarity, excuse me, saying really getting clear. I think really <laughs> getting clear on the strategy is important, but mm-hmm. but not you spinning in the, in the corner, like trying to get clear on the strategy. I think having someone such as yourself, Elizabeth, like actually say, okay, this is what you need to do. And then honoring that intention of actually doing it, Mm -hmm. right? I think that accountability piece is huge. And whether that accountability piece is a partner or a business coach or like a community member, like it doesn't matter. That accountability is really huge. I believe in the power of intention, like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And I believe most people can start to take action just by speaking intention and having accountability to somebody else with a plan, right? We don't want to just like willy nilly everything out there. But that's why people are in your groups and do your programs is so that they can have the plan and have the strategy and Mm -hmm. understand the step by step. You're not asking people to reinvent the wheel, you're giving them what they need to do. 
So they just need to take that step and have that intention and hold themselves accountable. And if they can't be self-accountable, finding an accountability partner. If there's something deeper, right? Some people really struggle and it's not that they don't want to, but there's something more um, holding them back, like anchors in their brain, right? Mm -hmm. There is a therapy that I think is wonderful. I do not do it. (laughs) I'm not a certified anything in it, but I do follow quite a few girls who do rapid transformational therapy. Have you heard of that? I have, but I go ahead and explain more of it. Okay. So rapid transformational therapy actually heals subconscious blocks in your brain which I know sounds super crazy. Like it's my husband rolls his eyes at me until I show him results. And then he's like, Oh, wow, that works. (laughs) Um, But basically you go and you heal the things that are causing you issues. You might not even know what those issues are. You might feel like there's something in your past, or you might Mm -hmm. feel like, why can I not get over this hump? Why do I have this glass feeling? Why am I not closing any of these inquiries? I'm getting a bunch of inquiries because my marketing is awesome, but I'm literally not closing one of them. Like if there is something that is really holding you back, a modality like that really might help you to kickstart and realize that it's not you. It's what's it called? Your amygdala keeping you safe. What exactly is rapid transformational therapy? Can you explain what it is? Yeah. So how the process uh, works? Yes, I'll explain the process. So how the process works is usually there's like a 90 minute recording session. You can go Google it right now. You'll find all sorts of like, little trainings that you, not trainings, like little sessions that you can buy. So what they do is they actually put you in a light hypnosis, which I've had people say, you can't actually get hypnotized over Zoom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, you can. (laughs) You totally can. Yeah. So they put you in this really light hypnosis. And what ends up happening is they walk you through a few scenes and they're not giving you the scenes. Your brain's just pulling up these scenes. So for example, I'll give you like a little vulnerable moment. Yeah. So I do a lot of money RTT because I had I had a pretty crappy childhood. We'll just say that. It was pretty awful. And so I have a lot of blocks around money, like a stealing money to be specific. Mm-hmm. And so my scenes came up from when I was like four years old, when I won art fair at the county fair, I won an art prize. And my parents took my $5 bill that I won. Mm-hmm. And I saw them take it. But I can remember that. But I after I had that, like, hypnotized state, I was able to see it, forgive them and move on from it. Mm. And it's really healing. It sounds so woo-woo. And I know coming from an automation girl, that's all systems and like, no, I love it. But if you're struggling with something really, really deep, that might be a really awesome place to turn. And so you felt like you found forgiveness through that experience. And then you felt something shift and release within you through that experience. Yeah. 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 So, okay. They walk you through three of those types of scenes. And then you listen to a a subconscious recording for like 21 to 28 days. You just fall asleep to it. It's very easy and simple. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot of active transformation happening. But what ends up happening for me is after that first experience, I started to realize that I was just a little bit lighter. Like, I don't know how to Mm -hmm. explain that other than Mm -hmm. I was just feeling a little bit happier. My husband noticed that I was more willing to put my phone down and spend time with the kids when we're all hanging out outside instead of checking my Instagram or checking Facebook or commenting on something or trying to get the next sale. I kind of was letting things be more ease and flow. And I think that was what really spoke to me about like the efficacy of RTT was, oh my goodness, it is creating some sort of change in me. And I think the biggest thing is just forgiveness and moving on 
from that and doing that on a subconscious level, which for me, no amount of mindset therapy, I've been in therapy for a long time. No amount of therapy has ever made me do that. So it was pretty cool. That's amazing. I have been doing something very similar, but different called EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping. Yeah. I love tapping. I tap tap every day. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. It's been like life changing for me. I mean, just totally transformative. It's been really, really wild to like go back to some of those moments and begin to see transformation and see that healing come. And I would say the same thing. I would say the external result of that for me has been business has been becoming easier. You know, I don't have a lot of that like self-doubt or fear that kind of lingering with it because I'm able to move forward. And like you're saying, like allow business to kind of come with ease and come with flow in a very different way, just by working through some of that subconscious healing. So I love that conversation and I totally going to go check out rapid transformational therapy as well. And yeah, try it out. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will send you the one of the girls that I just think is a, a magician. It's so hard to explain it. Yeah. And so I encourage everyone to, if there's something hold, like you feel like, okay, no amount of this hustle grind, whatever I've been doing, mm-hmm. this is not working. I would explore something different. You know, I've also done Reiki healing. Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? Yep. ASMR. Like I've done all sorts of wild things, but I think the the reality is, is that there's healing in all the different ways. Mm-hmm. And as entrepreneurs, we can't ignore that. We can't not heal ourselves. We can't not work on personal development Mm -hmm. because that is the personal development, right? We often reach for business books and like, how do I become a better leader? And that's all from like this masculine standpoint, Mm -hmm. whereas we really need to be bringing in more of that feminine flow, understanding healing, like that nurturing aspect. And everyone, this is coming from a systems, like hardcore systems girl. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yes, I love it. And I feel like, you know, just witnessing you from the outside looking in, like that is to me, it's not surprising that you have been on this healing journey because I've witnessed that the change externally happened with you over the last five years of working with you of, of giving yourself that freedom and permission to go enjoy your babies, you know, go hang out with your family and, you know, not feel this pressure to be working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week because you are a business owner. And so to watch those shifts and that transformation happen has been really inspiring for me too. And and it's been something that's, you know, invited me into experience something similar as well. And I think that's, you know, maybe a kind of great topic to kind of end on is is thinking about how as we grow into expanding in all those areas of our lives and and exploring healing in all the areas of entrepreneurship, of motherhood, of womanhood, of femininity, of everything, as we explore that healing, I think we also invite those around us to explore their own healing as well. And we inspire those around us as well. And that for me has always given me, you know, in the moments where maybe I don't have that oomph, you know, and I am like, I don't know, let's just go back to like the easy way and slipping into old patterns or old habits of hustling and grinding or working when I feel like I'm not feeling inspired or whatever it might be. I kind of pause and remember like, but when I do that, others around me are also receiving that message that that's the way to live out the experience of entrepreneurship. And that's not a message I want to be spreading. I want people to see that it's possible to do it with ease and flow and to allow things to happen easily and to allow things to be cyclical, you know, that that in our yes. like womanhood experience, <laughs> that things, you know, our emotions, our hormones operate on very different cycles in very different ways than the masculine world. And so just because we are 
you know, living in more of a patriarchal culture does not mean that it has to look the same for us, that we can give ourselves permission to take some time off when we need to, or take a week off or go, you know, let, let today be easy go for a walk or read a book or, you know, do something other than just tackle the to-do list just because you're supposed to today. So anyway, uh, soapbox no, over here, but <laughs> no, please get your soapbox because that is, that is it. That is it. Like I missed so many moments of my mm. daughter. I missed so many moments. Like I missed, I missed so many things that I regret because I was in that hustle, grind, work, do the thing, blah, 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 you know, and no amount of money is worth, you know, sanity, health, and little moments in your life that you will never, ever get back. Time is very finite and working in a business that is not bringing you joy, increasing your joy, increasing your money, increasing your freedom is actually like not even worth it. So Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone to figure out what their business needs to look like for them to be be and feel and have the things that they want to have and then work towards getting it there because you are the only person that's getting in the way from that being how you want it to be. Oh, so good. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Where can people find you if they want to receive some more support from you or if they're curious about automation, how can they connect with you? Yeah. So my Facebook group is Poppin Business Automation Secrets. Um, you can just type that into Facebook and you can reach out to me at lindsayardmore.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. In fact, to celebrate the launch of this podcast, we're doing a giveaway of $100 via Venmo for one lucky reviewer each month for the first three months. All you have to do is leave a review and be sure to drop your Instagram handle in the review so we know how to get in touch. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.